Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. A three, two, a one, let's jam. <laughs> and then after 30 seconds of nonsense, the real theme music. Wham, wham, wazzle, everyone out nice. there. We're back. We're in. We're oh boy, are we in the pit of the cock of Brokeback Bebop? And we're here to recap the second episode of the live-action Netflix. I, I, I was gonna say Netflix, like like singular, and I just it's stopped talking halfway through it when I caught it. I couldn't correct it. Uh, the Netflix Cowboy Bebop. We're here to continue talking about that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But before we do, Steven, it's good to see you. It's good to catch up with you. How are you? It's good to see you, buddy. It's been a, a not that long. An extra day. Yeah. Right? Right. Wow. It seems like longer. Does it? Not long enough. Not long enough. How are you? You were in Vegas since we've I spoken was. last. Do you have any funny adventure stories to tell tell the um, the broke back bebop? Nothing converts. like crazy weird this time i spent most of my time indoors which is the way to do vegas (laughs) actually i do we stayed uh so danny and i we the competition that we were at was at the bellagio which is like a really really nice hotel and like the rooms are nice and all that fun jazz but we stayed an extra day and did not want to pay for room at the bellagio because we were no longer working so it was not paid for (laughs) i'm sure that's so we stayed at the luxor oh yeah luxor doesn't sound cheap either though well so this weekend was simultaneously the when we were young festival yes so a bunch of both 15 year old and 35 year old yeah emo punk pomp punk punk pomp Punk pop uh, <laughs> fanatics were walking around disappointed because it got canceled for the first like day or two, I think, because of a dust storm. It was just two people nights. It got canceled thrilled. the first night. Ah, so people were not thrilled about that because there was a, a dust storm. It was also the weekend of a Raiders game at home, and the Raiders are in Las Vegas now, and their mm, stadium's like busy. on the strip. So like lots of packed stuff. Plus my dance competition was going on. So you know all the arguably big the biggest event in town. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. The Luxor Hotel is the one that's shaped like the pyramids. Oh yeah. And so Danny and I walk in and we're like, oh shit, yeah, we forgot that that's what hotel we were staying at. We just clicked one. Like this is from that movies. It wasn't five hundred dollars. Yeah. And so we we like go in the lobby. We like check in and we're like, okay, you're in that elevator over there. And we're like, okay. And then we're like, huh, this is kind of a weird feeling. It's kind of like doesn't feel great. And then I read a sign on the wall of the elevator that's like, guess what? 
uh, Luxor history fact. Um, actually, this is not a regular elevator. It's going up at a 39-degree angle because oh. you're in a fucking pyramid. Whoa. So it's like a diagonal elevator, and it feels... Because, like, it's not a new hotel by any means. Yeah. So it feels kind of scary. One of the four Whoa. elevators to our part of the hotel yeah. was really squeaky and made, like, a... Oh, my gosh. Noise the whole time. It was a little bit unnerving. I feel like even if it's in a pyramid... If you kept it at, like, the center of the pyramid, it'd be fine to just go right straight on They up. said only the fucking corners. Okay. <laughs> so, is there something cool, like, at the very top of the pyramid? Is there, like, a, a executive suite that's the top corner? That'd be cool. I don't know. I wasn't that... I was on floor 25 of, like... 30 I think wow. so I'm not sure how high they went but it was kind of trippy because literally like the hallway to the room it is shaped like a fucking pyramid yeah. so like when you look over the balcony you can see to the fucking ground yeah. and you can like see across and it's really like kind of like Whoa. vertigo inducing but it was kind of a cool experience that sounds neat. I'd love to do it. I think we'd have fun together in Vegas. We get into we sure. could go see some shows. We'd go see we'd the have you know, fun Chris in Angel. Boise, Idaho. We'd we'd get stoned and find something crazy to yeah. do wherever. We'd go I up to like so the I, visitor center and be like, "Where's the, the weirdest elevator in town? We're yeah. on our way to it." <laughs> There's a whole casino called Circus Circus. It's for kids, and I feel like that would be a fun time for us. There's like <laughs> Dave and Buster's type games. Uh, I think so. Yeah, that's cool. Instead of like, gotta start him young. Let him know. Gotta what's start him young. But I, I've I've said before, maybe to you just personally, but Las Vegas, just for people, I didn't get to go this time because I was busy, but Las Vegas has my favorite dispensaries in the world. Mm. They're so convenient. They're open like 24 hours. Mm. So it's like, I like the sound great. of that. Yeah. And the taxes aren't out your ass like in Chicago. I wanted but to Vegas you, was a good time. Did you see what My Chemical Romance did when they performed at that festival? No. So they all came out dressed specifically to like the one of their early album eras like mm -hmm. black suit black shirts and pants and like red ties or something uh -huh. and they all wore like fake old age prosthetics on their face to make them look like wrinkly and stuff nice. and like wigs and then they only played all, like all their hits and oh, uh, uh they kept uh misreferring to the audience as being in Utah. Nice. That's so they great. were just like kind of shitting on the festival that they were at the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I thought it was kind of That's funny. That's kind of funny. I heard the people that were getting on the plane in front of me back, one of them was like one of those people was like, oh, yeah, well, they were much better at this than this. And like saying right. it's like all this stuff. And I was like, that's kind of annoying. And the guy was like, hey, I just got to see Alvaro Levine. I can die happy. And I was like, that's cool. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about, you know, there's the conspiracy that Alvaro Levine like died and got replaced yeah. by somebody. So Do you think there's any Danny truth to has, that? has taken me down this deep dive. Yeah. And uh, after the handwriting analysis video that I saw, <laughs> I kind of buy it. But no, I like on. Avril, whoever she is, <laughs> whichever one you are. Same thing with Lady Gaga, whichever one of you you are. I like you. I feel like, like that's true. Even if Lady Gaga is just one person, whichever yeah. one you're going to be this time, I'm down. Uh huh. I'm down for it. Anything else you want to touch on before we get into Venus Pop? Yeah. Okay. I actually got to watch a little bit of anime and read some manga. Cool. I watched first episodes of Chainsaw Man, which I'm going to send you a link to a video, Zach, because even though you don't give a shit about Chainsaw Man, mm -hmm. the opening sequence to it references like a shit ton of movies in a really okay. cool way. I'll watch it. Like Western movies in some pretty cool shots, and the animation is pretty cool. So if nothing else, that's a fun little watch. And I just watched a long video essay about the triple entendres that are in that opening <laughs> sequence, which for an anime opening sequence is pretty impressive, but it's pretty, pretty cool. 
in terms of like foreshadowing for people who don't know, but also if you have read the whole manga and everything's going to happen, you pick up certain things that are like, you have to have so much knowledge about like just the Japanese language. Like I was hmm. just like pick up on some stuff. So I would have never gotten half the stuff, but the Chainsaw Man anime so far is great. I am also up to date with the manga now as of a couple hours ago, <laughs> like a chapter, like a new chapter just came out and it's pretty good. Read some Vinland Saga, which it's like Vikings, but like the main character, like the whole first section of the story, he's like this hyper violent kid that's like basically like a war machine, like weapon. And then he like gets a little bit older and it's like, you know, I don't want to fight anymore. So he has to like tackle those demons of all the people he killed and like figure out how to resolve conflicts without killing. So that's kind of cute. What else did I do oh i started watching the newest season of my hero academia which nice. i've read all of what's the season's gonna be and i like it quite a bit so i'm excited for that lots of exciting anime stuff going on in the world you watch anything you watch something well uh, the triangle of sadness on your oh head. yeah I wa- do you know about this movie have you heard about i, triangle I got of a sadness? trailer for it on my instagram after i saw your instagram story that said it and nice. i probably thought too loudly huh what's that movie and then it showed me a trailer for it so i was really really excited to see it basically it's like this really biting satire taking down the rich and our Mm -hmm. main characters are like Instagram influencers and they get invited onto this really fancy yacht that's just like a bunch of different old wealthy people like there's people who make weapons Mm -hmm. uh, like all kinds of stuff and this like really doting team that works for the boat that's just told like no matter what they ask you to do you find a way to do it. So, Mm -hmm. like, there's this one part where an old lady is, like, crazy talking to just some person working by the pool, and she's like, I want you to be able to experience life the way I get to. You have to get in the pool, and in fact, everybody get in the pool. And at first she's like, no, and then they end up like, that's what they want you to do, so everyone's going to do this Mm. because we want a big tip. But then... A storm hits during the captain's dinner, and everyone's eating oysters and shit, and there's this really long – and this is all, like, advertised for the movie, so I'm not getting to spoilers. There's this really long extended scene where all of the rich people start shitting and puking all over themselves. Oh, my God. So they go from being, like, all high and mighty to quite literally, like, sliding around the floor in their own vomit naked and shit. And it's really crazy. And then the third act of the movie, the ship gets uh, taken over by pirates and a bunch of them (laughs) die. And then a handful of them, like some of the crew and some of the rich people end up stranded on this island and start like a new society. And it's all about now the people who weren't quite in charge in the original society have more to offer in this society. I don't Uh know. It was a really wild movie and the trailer made it look crazy and it wasn't quite as crazy as I wanted it to be, but it was interesting. I wouldn't not recommend it. It was, it was pretty good. Nice. It's like a more drawn out Lord of the Flies. It reminded me of Lord of the Flies. That was exactly, I referenced that in my letterboxed review. Nice. What's your letterbox at? Can we follow you on that? Sure. I don't. Is it an app or do you go yeah, to the website? Yeah, it's an app. I recommend you use it. You, you can like review anime stuff on there too. It's just I like, like a to social, keep track of the social things media I watch. all about reviewing stuff. Nice. I am Zach Pruitt, all lowercase, my first and last name. Z A C H P R U E T T. Z A C K P R U I T T. Yes. <laughs> I've reviewed a bunch of movies. Yeah. I also rewatched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies recently, which is a really fun. Uh, kind of horror movie. Have you heard about that at all? No, I don't think it's I really, know that one. It's really good. It has Pete Davidson in it. Nice. Uh, have you heard of, I think, 
some mutual friends that we have really like uh-huh. this movie. Uh, there's something about like a killer clown. Oh, Terrifier too. Terrifier. I apparently, someone who I know, is friends with the guy that plays him. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm too scared to watch it. I've heard what's like, it's one of those movies that genuinely when they advertise it this way people are like getting sick in the theater and leaving and stuff like that it's like insanely i've seen the first one but not the second one and what's really exciting though about it is it's a really low budget indie movie that was made for like three hundred thousand dollars and now it's playing in theaters all over the world that's and it's made like Close to ten million dollars or something. Well, because that's the, the thing tiny about budget, horror movies. A good one doesn't need a huge budget. I mean, look at Night of the Living Dead. That was made for like fucking nothing, and it's great. And I think whether people know it or not, I think we're so hungry for practical effects mm-hmm. uh, to kind of step away from the all the main characters are standing on a barge in the middle of a green screen world, and everything else is really expensively animated well, around them. I think yeah. we're ready for stuff that looks real. I feel like giant CGI unrealistic monsters aren't scary anymore. Well, because we have such an eye for it as an audience yeah. now that unless it's the top-notch mm-hmm. animation or CGI to where it looks real and you can't discern. Yeah. Uh, and that's not usually the case. So it's only things like the new Avatar is coming out, and I don't really care mm-hmm. about Avatar, but that's the type of thing that's going to have yeah. mind-blowing CGI. Most things aren't that. Well, we've wasted like half of this podcast already. Let's talk about the Cowboy Bebop episode. And honestly, I don't mind because I don't – there's some stuff to talk about here, but I don't have a ton mm-hmm. to talk about. We're talking about the second episode of the Netflix Cowboy Bebop. This session is called Venus Pop, which I think is a dumb, dumb episode title. Do you agree? It or has nothing to do tough? with it. They don't play Venus Walt. They don't play Waltz for Venus. Do they, they go to? Are they on Venus much? I think they're on Venus. Okay. At one point, because they're like Venus has this many buildings. It's like trying to find a needle in a needle stack. It would make much more sense for this episode to be called like. Teddy Bear Hustle or something like that. Yeah. Right? You know what Teddy I mean? It's Bear easy. That was on the Bachata. top of my head. I like that. <laughs> Horchata. Bachata. It's a dance. Horchata. Horchata. This episode was directed by the same person as the first episode, Alex Garcia Lopez, and it was written by a guy named Sean Cummings who only has one other writing credit, and it's an episode of the Netflix series Everything Sucks. Did you watch that one? No, I didn't. I think people kind of liked it, though. I think it was kind of like a 90s freaks and geeks type show. Oh, that's cute. This episode originally aired with the entirety of this series on November 19th, 2021. And let's do, do you have some trivia? I've got a I have a one question questions. for you. I've got you three. Go so I'll go Wowza. ahead. How many public buildings have been blown up in 10 days? Three? Yes. hey How high is the Teddy Bomber bounty? Was it two million? It was two million Wulongs. You say that every time. That's always the denomination. I feel like that goes without saying. I I don't say it as a wrong thing. It's just fun to say Wulong. Okay. I just kind <laughs> of take everything you say as uh, against and critical of me. So it's maybe versus. that's more. It on is me. versus you. <laughs> uh, my second question, and I guess I'll just give you the last two. What does Jet suspect the Teddy Bomber might have never gotten his Boy Scout badge in? Oh, fire making? Good job. And nice. finally, what liquor do Spike and his old colleague share? Oh, it's a tough one. Are they drinking some uh It says it on the bottle. How specific do I need to get? Times. 
I think it's a fictional thing. They give it a name and it's on the bottle. Oh, so I is want it, what the uh, thing is called. I don't know if it's Vissurian, fictional, but I Vissu, it was. Vissu, no. Vissu. no, it's four letters. It's four letters. Mart. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Wow, look at you. No, it's called Kudo. Kudo. Not to be uh, confused with Kubo and the four <laughs> strings or something. Wasn't strings. that a movie? Yeah, it was. It was good. Really? I didn't watch yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's the one I saw. Yeah, I saw that one. That one was good. Well, that's I our trivia the other for Asian Venus Pop. Thing. What do you think Kudo is? They Kudo, have it out of like a decanter. It was like a light brown. It was maybe like a kind of brandy. Brandy. Or maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, a not dark enough to drink. be a whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I forgot. I went to a really, really, really yummy restaurant yesterday in Vegas in the Cosmopolitan Hotel. It was a Mexican-Chinese fusion restaurant. Was that the one that I saw some Instagram pictures of you against a wall? It was looking cute as the day you were born. It was was outside that place, yeah. Nice. It was was fucking delicious. What what do you get? Is it like Um, they have Mexican and Chinese food or everything is a fusion of both? They have kind of a mix of those two things. I got a uh, like carnita taco that was yummy mm. and had some yummy, I love like, avocado sauce. And then I had these like noodles that mm. were like supposed to like harken back to the days of the Silk Road, and it was like Chinese spices, but like mixed with like some Mexican spices in it too. It was so flavorful. It was amazing. Danny had like a uh, sweet potato tamale tamal. Mm, that I guess good. it'd be tamal because tamal is the singular. Fun fact, not tamale. But then how very, come very they're yummy. called hot tamales? I don't understand it. Uh-uh. I told her she's wrong. They gotta fix that down there. But uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very their yummy. problem. They should fix it. The drinks that. were good, highly recommend it. Danny had a drink with tequila and absinthe in it. Nice. It was very yummy. You're a fun person to go to a restaurant with because you're like me. Even if it's a fast food place that you've never yeah. been to, you're a good like I might never come to this place ever again. I'm gonna order like four things. I need to try like one of every type of thing that they've yeah. got. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, well let's move on. Let's it's do your it. turn let's to talk. host the show. All right, guys, you know what time it is. We've talked about He didn't about until I beef. said it just now. We've talked about about pups. Um, it's time to talk yeah. about whether or not Zach comprehended this week's episode. Zach, we got a, a meaty boy this week. Kind you think of. you got everything? I think I got everything, but I don't know if I'll get everything, you know. Hey, ain't that the truth, playa playa. <laughs> yeah. All right, 13th caller uh, has a chance to win Zach's socks right now. So <laughs> dial in. You know the number. We're not going to say it on air. No, you uh, but in the now. meantime, Zach, Shame you have 20. You. Count them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 <laughs> seconds. To, I didn't have to, to count them because you just did for me. <laughs> to describe for me. Uh, yeah. what happens in this episode? Are okay. you ready? Eh. Your belt buckled? No. Oh, good, because we are in for a wild ride. <laughs> 20 seconds are going to be on the mm. clock by the time I hit stop, or I'm actually going to hit pause. Three, two, one, go. Chet and Spike are after the classic teddy bear bomber, and Spike is ambushed at a wedding by a syndicate assassin. So he meets up with an old colleague to spy on Vicious and find out what they know about him. Meanwhile, Jet learns about the teddy bear bomber and they end up finding him in a ship and they get trapped and he's gonna blow them up, but they kill him and they have an escape pod and Jet goes away on the escape pod. Stop. I don't know. You know, I could have done a lot worse. I got a lot. Yeah. The I didn't get anything about 
you know, vicious and the syndicate and Julia. Right. And, and Julia, because of that's that, important. I'm going to have to dock you some points, but also that's give fair. you a solid B minus this week, Zach. I I'll did absolutely an excellent job take with that. I think get. that's fair. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you. That was my dilemma here mm-hmm. is how much do I focus on the teddy bear bomber? Because that's what this episode wants you to remember from the original show. But it's mm-hmm. not really all that dicked about telling a story about that villain no. or about that episode of the show. They're way more interested in showing us vicious <laughs> vicious showing us <laughs> vicious and Julia. They're way more interested in showing us I guess some of Jet and Spike's thing that they've got going on, they're mm-hmm. really interested in showing us this random spy lady that that Spike has a connection with from, I don't know. It, it's not all that interested in being the Teddy Bear Bomber episode. Yeah, I think that's what hurts is the Teddy Bear Bomber episode is so much fun mm-hmm. and has like Spike pitted as like this guy's his rival and they take all of that away. Oh, is that the, uh, what's that's the guy's the cowboy. name? cowboy. Yeah, that's a good one. And it comes mm-hmm. later in the series, and it just kind of feels like, hey, remember this? We're going to have all that, but not really. We're going to tell us a weird story about racist masks and and vicious trying to shoot Julie. I don't know. Yeah, and I think they still, to this point, have not found a good chemistry yet with Spike and Jet. Like, they're trying really hard, and they're starting to at times. Like, I thought the scene was funny when, like, the teddy bear bomber was like there in his teddy Muffled. bear mask and sure yeah that was kind of funny nice it went on for too long when but... spike uh lets jet take the escape pod yeah that was cool that shows you know that they spike is starting to see him as like a teammate i think cowboy bebop is campy it's like kind of silly if you examine some of the things really hard some of them are kind of funny and like it's supposed to be that way you mentioned that a lot i don't recall feeling it was overly campy watching it honestly and i feel like sure anything that's that old is a little campy but i feel Mm -hmm. like it really pulls off its humor and its more dramatic side without being too cheesy Mm -hmm. i really like that about the original show and i think this one is like campy in a in a non-purposeful way. I don't think it's trying mm-hmm. to be campy. I think it just is because it's silly and not very deep. I think that's that's a good point, Zach. I I find the I think if you examine the original one sure. like with the right kind of glasses well, on. Well, like anything, I mean your experience yeah. is different. If you watched it when you're a kid and then you return to it 10 12 years yeah. later you'll find stuff to laugh at that you didn't that you took so seriously at first mm-hmm. but i think this live action just goes too far with it like where in this one i'm trying to think of specific examples so it's like little things throughout like even to the they're trying to have like some funny banter between spike and jet when they're like oh I, why are we at this wedding it could be anywhere and just like oh i'm trusting a hunch and and spike's like well that's stupid i'm gonna leave and he's like but there's noodles and he's like oh i'm gonna get it's those noodles. really forced yeah, yeah it's really forced. it just doesn't feel and natural yeah nothing feels like two people talking to each other everything feels like actors reciting lines and yeah, it's not there's always no the possibility fault. that anything in this was improvised and I feel like the original yes. show, while very scripted out and very planned and thoughtful, I think all the dialogue is, if you told me that those actors sat in a room and read through the lines six times and that was one of the six, I'd believe it. Like, yes. just kind of like, that I buy. But I think that this was like, nope, we got to get this one take exactly how it is. One of the 50 times that came off the most exact. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that the you. show suffers for that because it just makes it feel unnatural and stiff. It feels really stiff sometimes. And for a show that was as like loose and fluid as Cowboy Bebop, stiff is the opposite of what you want to have. Absolutely. You don't like it stiff. You want it. You want it. I nice want it and, three fourths at most. Fast. <laughs> um, I want to talk about in this episode. We kind of talked about it while we were watching it a few minutes ago. I just feel like where Cowboy Bebop, the original, does a lot of what I love out of a story when it shows us and makes us think about a lot of mm-hmm. the mysteries before it flat out tells us. And some of the times it doesn't tell us at all. We just are shown it until we get it. Whereas yeah. this episode literally, it feels so unlike Spike, the character that we know, to sit down with this lady and just talk and talk yeah. and talk about the past. And to talk, it it doesn't feel like that character to me. It feels like a very long info dump. And in fact, a a character who's introduced in this episode that's a new character that kind of is just an info dumpy character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It doesn't really work for me very much at all to have Spike sitting down and explaining us, well, Jet used to be a cop. And, yeah. uh, well, I used to be in the syndicate. And we already know everything. Everything we need to know really about Spike and Vicious being against each other because there's a common love, even if they haven't shown us everything. Yeah. Uh, In the original, we have so much time to stew on that. So we've already gotten to know these characters before we learn that Jed is like this because he used to be a cop, too. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten any time to ask those questions or to have any investment in these mysteries or to even know that there are mysteries to be solved because they just tell us. Well, and one of the biggest, like, things of the entire fucking story that, like, is continuous is Vicious's, like, slow burn claim to, like, trying to take over the syndicate, which starts this whole shit and, like, like, pops off the whole finale of the show. Now we know right away that he's stealing money from the syndicate, that Mm -hmm. he's, like, against them, that they're, like, not the biggest fan of him. It's the second episode. Yeah. Of what was supposed to be a multi-season thing well for whatever reason they've they've decided that vicious and julia are as important to the weekly stories as most of the other characters and Mm -hmm. maybe they did that because they've chosen to have the crew of the bebop be a little bit smaller than it is usually in this first season but i think by expanding those characters uh it it makes vicious way less scary and it makes julia way less like sultry and enticing there's no mystery we're like okay she thought she liked vicious but she doesn't she wants to leave him and like in the show we don't know whose side she's on until the very last two episodes we kind of get a glimpse at okay this is where she her loyalties are lying right now but in this one we know she agreed to marry vicious so she was with him but then he just almost shot her in the head and so she's like well i don't want to fucking be with this guy anymore well, we've just got a few minutes left. One thing I do like in this episode is the the scene at the wedding in the beginning when Spike is ambushed by mm-hmm. the assassin. I think that's a really well-acted fight. And I even kind of like Jet's involvement of like being cut off from talking to Spike and then getting involved with the fight. I thought that was really neat. But another thing that I hate, that we both hate, is what the fuck are they doing with the theme song sequence? Oh my god, I can't believe we didn't talk about that yet. It was rough. They like... So shows sometimes, you know, don't always have to start the theme song sequence with the episode. Don't have to do that. But when you specifically play... It's fun when those familiar beats start to play over the end of the opening Mm -hmm. scene. Yeah. 
and like that's happening. We have the you know this this thing thing together. Three, two, one, let's jam. And then you think yeah. it's gonna continue at that point in the theme sequence, playing the opening theme. But nope, they mm-hmm. still start it from zero. There's like a hard cut, and then doom doom doom. Then it like starts it over, and it's so weird. Well, here's it's the so problem. Weird. Here's the problem. In the first episode, they show us this theme song sequence that is very specifically catered to the original song. It sounds exactly Mm -hmm. like the original song. A lot of the moments sync up just perfectly with how they did in the original theme song. So when you start playing that music before the sequence begins and you're really committed to showing the entirety of that sequence, they have to like fill a little gap before the song really gets kicked Mm -hmm. off. And it just makes it feel long and drawn out. And I think it's kind of disrespectful to the original, what they're doing Mm -hmm. here a little. I think so too. Like, it's a great song. It's an almost perfect song. Just play the fucking song. Like, you don't have to, <laughs> like, just just do what they, you know, just I hate to be thing. that, like, do just do what they did before. Do the thing that you kind of did right last time. Yeah, just, like, do that. Like, you don't have to mess with it. I don't know. The editing in this show is not great. I think that a lot of it, I don't know if it was a time issue or a lack of understanding of the original material issue or uh, we're gonna make a shit ton of money on this anyway, so who cares? Issue like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like I want to give the creators, the people that put time and energy into this, because so many people did, some benefit of the doubt. But that's just, I don't know how that gets past as many people as it would need to get past. Every time in this show so far, when like when it's just the actors working on a set, it looks good. When it's mm-hmm. just the CGI space stuff on the screen, it looks good. But whenever there's a mixing of the two and you can see the actual actors, namely like through the window of a spaceship mm-hmm. or something, it looks very – you can just – or at least I can. I can just so clearly tell where the set ends and where the animation of the rest of it begins. And yeah. I think it looks really, really corny. For a show that can pull off some cool visual stylish stuff, it just seems like – I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It just seems like there was some pretty strong oversight on some of this. Yeah. Hey, season two will be better. <laughs> what What else can we say about this episode before we give it, Captain? Was there anything specific that you liked about this one that you'd like to bring up? Um, I I liked positive. the teddy bear scene. I thought was kind of funny. The lotion on the counter. Mm-hmm. You know, love a good jacking off joke uh, when you can slip <laughs> one in. You That's know, what you're stretching for in this one. And they, I'll be honest, I've watched this episode and the next episode. I liked this episode more this time that we watched it than I did the uh-huh. first time. And I think that the next one is even worse. Yeah. And it's really disappointing because the first episode truly had more than a little uh, possibility. Yeah. It had a lot of possibility. On I was fairly optimistic the first time I watched the first episode, Zach. I was like, okay, I can work with this. I see where they're going. I did like the fight in the bathroom. I thought that, that some of the good. choreography were there was good. A bit but then redundant the fight at times. At the end is kind of dumb. It's not. Yeah. It, there, it's that's it's the like two one hits. Me really you, well you executed hit. fight sequence in the episode, and that's kind of mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah, I blew their load pretty early on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Zach? Anything jumped out at you that you were like, "Oh, I like this." Oh, the music was good this episode. I like the live jazz band. That's kind of a cool feeling. Oh, here's something that – this isn't something that I like. Something that we haven't even mentioned in this podcast is that we see Gren. Yeah, they barely mention it. 
And it's why do we need uh, they want to introduce that character early. So when they become like a key player later, I'm assuming that we already know who they are. But why couldn't they just be a mysterious figure that we meet when Faye meets them? Why did the place that the lady who's spying on Vicious have to be the same place where where Gren performs? Because they have less sets than the animated show, Zach. And they said, well, let's just make there be one bar. That's a good point. In the entire galaxy. That's true. Things that I liked in this episode will be a good segue into our final uh, segment, Mm -hmm. the captain of the Bebop this week. I have a lot more faith in John Cho's Spike Spiegel in this episode. Mm -hmm. I think he's the standout here. I think he's starting to figure out the character while putting his own spin on it. He feels a lot more comfortable here. Uh, He and the actor that played Jet totally swap in this one for me. I think the actor who plays Jet doesn't do the best job in this episode. Mm -hmm. But it's not totally his fault. It's just because Jet doesn't feel like a real person so far. Yeah. Um, I think John Cho was great. So he's my captain, and he's the other highlight for me. I think he was good, especially in the fight choreography. He really committed to his stunts, and it looks great. It paid off for him. Love it. What about you? I agree. I did enjoy Vicious a little bit in this one just because I thought it was really funny that he was shirtless the whole time. And yeah, I'm why were curious. they not like, hey, Vicious, really important meeting about to happen via hologram. Maybe just pop Toss a, shirt on a shirt back on real yeah, quick. Pop that this bad this boy. could be a big deal. You might have to shoot your girlfriend in the face. Yeah. Pop that shirt on. Just, th- just throw a shirt on for us, would you, Vish? But yeah, <laughs> Spike for me too. I think that he had the funniest lines in the episode and the most compelling story. Mm-hmm. And John Cho, I thought, did a good job in this episode. I mean, I think he is taking it very seriously and I think putting a lot of effort into being Spike Spiegel. And I think that it worked for him more so in this episode compared to, like you said, Jet. And I love the actor that plays Jet, and I think that he does do a good job with Jet, but the writing just was not doing him any favors this week. I agree. Well, I think we did it. I'm starting to be like, man, I think this is going to be fun, but I want to keep as much positivity towards this show as we can. And I think it's going to get... A little harder. I'm excited that you said the fourth episode, which I haven't seen yet, it, that you mm-hmm. really liked it. Yeah, so I'm excited I remember to that one very that fondly. One. And then maybe the second half of the season, maybe it'll find its voice. I hope so. Maybe it'll get trucking along, and maybe by the end we'll be sad that it got canned after the first season. I would love yeah, to Yeah, I hope way. so. Well, Steven, anything you want to say to the people as we get right back in that cockpit and keep sailing along the galaxy until we join them next time? Make sure you check the floor for booby traps. I mean, don't be that guy. All right. That's all. That's it. I'm going to stop. <laughs> no goodbye, nothing. Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash podcast. We're starting at $5 a month. You can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!